morning. Will you pray with me? God, we come this morning to declare that you are great in our lives, to say that in the midst of everything that's going on in our lives today, that you are still God of our lives. You are still in charge of our lives. You are still worthy of our worship today. And so as we gather here uh, virtually, we pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would work in us and through us, that you would speak into our lives today as we worship together today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Uh, Welcome to First Free Methodist Church Online this morning. Uh, We're going to be doing things a little bit differently this week and coming weeks, and so we'll start off with some music as we always do, and then we're going to jump right into the message this morning. So we've been in a series called The uh, Lazarus Project, Resurrecting Your Life, and uh, so we're going to be looking at a passage in Philippians today about running and pursuing spiritual in our life. And uh, I was remembering back to high school days when I run and build and I was a part of 80, late, 80 for a yard meter, 100 meters a day. And so we were on the track for a race in one of our meets, and <clears throat> I was the third leg. So I started where the first person started. They would run 220 yard sprint, and the person would do the third leg, and then leg. And then have to hand on off to the next runner. The first off, and uh, block, and I got position. Watch, runner was around the track and go to the position. Watch handoff, the handoff where the baton gets passed to the next runner, and I could watch as the first runner is running around the track and gets to the other side. But I noticed that the second runner left too early, meaning that they didn't time it right, and so they began to run so that it would actually make it harder for the first runner. To them. The other thing that has happened is there's a uh, that baton pass has to happen before that second runner leaves the zone. Otherwise, your team is disqualified. So now, if you can imagine, this runner, second runner's taken off too early. Now, the first runner at the end of the sprint, sprinting all sprint the runner, the and the runner's not even uh, the always coming back and back for the. For the and this track, first ride, he does everything he can to second before zone and the time in the second runner time. And I the first fall track on fault in series and kept made mistake. I probably didn't leave early enough. And I got the baton, and we finished the race, and I like to believe in my memory that we won that race, that that sacrifice was worth it. And I think about the runner. What would that first runner was willing to do to make sure that the race continued, make sure that we had that baton right? He was willing to lay out his body, stretch as far as he could to make sure that baton got in the hand of the next runner. He was willing to sacrifice his body and ended up suffering for that. And we're going to be taking a look at uh, to the church in Philippi, where saying we reach for the of knowing to actually mature lives. So we're that today. Do Paul's actually just been explaining to the church how all his religious resume, all his accomplishments as a Pharisee and religious leader, and he's put out this resume to them. 
and in verse one. We're going to be in chapter three, verses seven to eleven in the Common English Bible. If you want to join us there on your phone app, or uh, if you got a, a, a Bible in front of you, go ahead and pull that out right now. Here's what things were my assets, but I wrote them off as loss for the sake of Christ. But even beyond that, I consider everything a loss in comparison with the superior value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I have lost everything for Him, but what I lost I think of as sewer trash so that I might gain Christ and be found in Him. In Christ I have a righteousness that is not my own and that does not come from the law, but rather from the faithfulness of Christ. It is the righteousness of God that is based on faith. The righteousness that I have comes from knowing Christ, the power of His resurrection, and the participation in His sufferings. It includes being conformed to His death so that I may perhaps reach the goal of the resurrection of the dead. And here we see this idea of living this resurrected life, to achieving the goal of the resurrection of the dead, being conformed to His death, and also His resurrection. And that's the series that we're in right now talking about this. Now I want to talk about in this series about what is the goal of the Christian life. And Paul lays that out for us right here. And really the pursuit of every Christian is the superior value of knowing Christ. That is the goal of the Christian life. And Paul says we achieve that goal, we pursue that goal, we reach out for that goal in two ways. He says we actually have to experience and know the death of Christ and also know the resurrection of Christ. So when we know the, re- the death of Christ, what we're knowing is we're putting the death, we're sacrificing, we experience suffering. So we're actually experiencing the death of Christ, we're actually participating with that, so that we experience new life or resurrection, which is what we also experience. So Paul uses this image of death and resurrection in knowing Christ. And I think that's what we see in, the, in this text today. And we look at it that. So think about that as two things. But here's my question for you this morning. As you think about that baton pass, you think about that runner, what are you willing to lay out for? What are you willing to sacrifice? What is of highest value to you that you'd be willing to reach out and stretch out and pursue it? So I want you to think about that this morning. So I'm going to actually invite you to do a little exercise with me this morning. And the exercise, I want you to grab a pen and paper or pencil right now if you're somewhere around you. If you don't have that ready available, you can get on your new app. Uh, if we just updated our app, uh, our FFMC app. You can use this to take sermon notes or sermon notes on there, and you can take some notes. Or if you don't have that app downloaded yet, you can pull out your phone and just use your note uh, page on there and just jot these things down. I want you to build your own resume this morning of accomplishments, things that are important to you, significant to you. I'll guide you through the exercise, and then we'll ask ourselves a question at the end. So just pull something out right now as we look at this exercise. So here's what I want you to write down. Here's some things I want you to think about. And if you don't have anything, just just think through these things with me. Uh, So the first thing I want you to think about is what awards or recognitions or degrees do you have? Just Whatever comes to your mind right now, just jot down whatever comes to your mind. We're not trying to exhaust, but think about those things. Have you ever gotten an award? Did you win a track meet and get a ribbon or a, a trophy? Did, did you have recognitions where you've accomplished something significant in your life or career? And what kind of degrees do you have in terms of your education? You know, do you have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, those types of things? So think about those things that you've accomplished. 
Then the second thing I'd ask you to jump to and put on that list is, what are some things you've produced? Like, do you have any artwork? Do you, do you have anything that you've created? Uh, do you have a poem that you've written, a book that you've written? Is there some project at work that you accomplished and helped accomplish that led to the company's organization's success? So what have you produced? What have you put into the world, right, uh, as well? And so maybe there's some of things that you've accomplished in your career or in your ho- hobbies or in your love of life. Think about those things. Next on this list is symbols. Why, what do I mean by that? Well, we have lots of symbols. Sometimes we wear jewelry with a cross on it. The other symbols that are important to you. Maybe there's an, a tattoo that you have to you that's a symbolic of something in your life. Uh, also, maybe the, the clothes that you wear. I know Goni big the PNW. So everybody's wearing Patagonia. It's like a brand. Of, and so having that symbol is important to people. Having that brand is important to people. So what are those things that are important to you, those symbols that are important to you? And then the last thing I want you to write is what's in your bank account? Now, I know that's a scary number right now. Uh, it may be very, maybe shrinking, maybe getting smaller. You may not be sure how it's going to be fulfilled later, but I, we believe that God cares for us and provides for us. But just whatever's there now. Think about retirement savings. What's your house worth? Your cars? Uh, what investments? What would your, what's your net worth, so to speak? What's in your bank account today? And just, just write things down. Have them all. But I just want you to look at that list. I want you to look at things that are important to you. It would be important. nothing wrong with anything like Really, probably wonderful things. But here's the question for Are all the things on that list right now fresh? Garbage, refuge, in comparison to knowledge of Christ, of knowing Christ. Out of that, between that list and knowing Christ, which one are you willing to lay out for? Which one are you willing to for? Which one are you willing to to that call for? Saying, I consider myself sewer trash so that I can know Christ, so I can become spiritually mature through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's talking about. And where are you today? I think this season, in this season of disease where we're faced with our mortality is actually a great time to reevaluate our life's priority. And it's really going to help us grow spiritually mature and transition. What is that going to look like for you and for me today? And guess what? Maybe you're not sure. Maybe you don't even know where you're at, and that's okay. Maybe you're like, I am so far behind. I am Away, I don't think I'm willing to do that. Well, guess what? You're in good company because Paul says the same thing. He hasn't yet reached the goal as well. So let's keep reading in Philippians chapter 3. We're going to jump in at verse 12. It says this, Paul writes, It's not that I have already reached this goal or have already been perfected, but I pursue it so that I might grab hold of it because Christ grabbed hold of me for just this purpose. There we see the baton pass coming in, grabbing a hold of that thing, that transfer. And then, brothers and sisters, I myself don't think I've reached it, 
But I do this one thing. I forget about the things behind me, and I reach out for the things ahead of me. The goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. So all of us who are spiritually mature, there's that word, mature, should think this way. And if anyone thinks differently, God will reveal it to them, to him or her. Only let's live in a way that is consistent with whatever level we have reached. So think about that. So good news is, if you haven't reached the goal, neither is Paul. The other thing is, if you're not sure what God wants you to do, guess what? The promise here is that God will reveal it to you. God will reveal to you where you need to grow spiritually mature, where it is. So if you're listening for God's voice in your life, we believe that God will speak into your life today. The other thing here is, the last verse is, stay consistent. Stay at this level. And then what does it look like to go to the next level? And I was thinking about this in terms of running again. And uh, I've been making calls to people this week, checking in on folks. And one of the folks I got to talk with this week is a runner in our congregation who's well-known uh, nationally. Her name is Doris Heritage. Uh, she is an uh, Olympic athlete. She competed in the Olympics. She also coached in the Olympics. She's won five national titles for uh, cross-country and she's been inducted in the National Hall of Fame for track and uh, field. And her one accomplishment levels it as a was she first female runner to break the five-minute indoor track. Her time was four minutes fifty-two seconds. Now I have never run a mile in four minutes fifty-two seconds. I don't know going to happen to me but again. Been and but when we strive and get to the next level, accomplishment like for us to become spiritual mature, to accomplish this thing. We were talking to Doris this week, and I said, Doris, what do you do as a runner to get to the next level? How did you keep moving to the next level in your career, in your running, in your some things that you do? And so she shared with me some of her advice, and I and I love it because she's great at applies running, but spiritual. And the other thing I love about is that is one doing Christ. Her goal is to pursue Christ and to know Christ, and she has been doing that with her life. And just a wonderful conversation with her. So here's some things that she shared with me that I think applies to our own spiritual maturity. And so let's take this idea of running and take some of these tips from doors. So the first thing she said to me was, she said, learn to run smarter. And I was like, Doris, what do you mean learn to run smarter? You use your brain to run? And she says, well, a lot of people think that if you run Farther and further and further, you'll get better and better if you just keep running more distance. She said that's actually not the case. You have to learn to run smarter, and you learn. And part of learning to run smarter is to engage in a variety of training practices to get better. So she says not always about running farther, but about variety of training. So I thought about that. What does that look like for us spiritually, right? So I think that's true for us spiritually. We have to learn to vary our training and vary our training and our workout and our practices. So, for example, I know a lot of people uh, will pray. They're really great at prayer, and that's wonderful. And they think by, well, if I just pray longer, if I pray more and get longer distance in my prayer, then that will be what makes me spiritually mature, and that will certainly help. Or you'll have somebody who reads the Bible, and if I just study the Bible more, and if I just read more and know more and memorize more, then I'll be more spiritually mature. And to a point, that's true. But here's the problem. If I only pray and never serve people, if I never engage people, 
if I never get my hands dirty, so to speak, or get my hands out and become the hands and feet of Christ in the world, I won't spiritually mature in those ways. That practice will actually mature me in ways that me being in my prayer closet will not. Same thing with Bible study. If I can study Bible, study Bible, but I never share it or teach it to others or share my faith with those who aren't Christians, that's a practice that will also mature me and grow me in, in a variety of ways. And I'll grow in ways there that I'll never grow in just knowledge, biblical knowledge, right? Notice that this is about knowing Christ and not just about knowing the Bible. So here's the thing. You can pray and not serve. You can read the Bible and not share your faith. But if you put all those things into practice, you're actually going to become more spiritual mature. You're going to know Christ because Christ did all those things. Did Christ not study the Bible and share his faith? Did Christ not pray and spend hours in prayer and then go heal people and serve people and help people? He did all those things together. He, he was always doing one of those things in his life. And that's what helped him and helped us become spiritual mature because we want to know Christ and pursue the knowledge of Christ. That's what that looks like. Let me, I could just keep preaching there. I'm not going to do that. Let's keep going. So the next thing I would say that Doris shared with me, she said, the other thing is, it's like being consistent is so important. So be consistent in your training. So one of the things that uh, Doris said is just every day, whether you feel like it or don't feel like it, you get out and you go run. You go train. Whether you feel like it or not, sometimes half the battle is just showing up and being consistent every day. It's a daily thing that we each have to do. Uh, actually, her husband, Ralph Harris, says that was one of her keys to success, was her faithfulness, her consistency. She just kept at it. And I think for some of us in our spiritual pursuits, in our spiritual maturity, we just have to be consistent and pursue it on a daily basis. Now, let me ask you and challenge you a little bit here. If the last time you thought about God was a week ago, that's not consistency. That's not daily consistency. If you thought about God, you know, five days ago, seven days ago, and now you're just checking in again because it's Sunday, that's not consistent. God has to be a part of our daily lives every day for us to get consistent. So think about what that would look like for you to put God in your day, put something in your day, spiritual practices in your day every day. And even if it's for a short little bit, right? It doesn't matter the length of time, it's that you're doing it every day. And then as you do that, then you can build on that and get to the next level. So that's how that works. So just create a daily habit. And then the other thing that Doris said was she said, get at your particular rate. Think about this. Think about your race. Uh, I love this because we all have a different race. We're all running a different race. We, we're not the complete race. Else's judge, oh, I'm good or point. The point that's not very spiritually mature at all. But what we do is we look at our particular race that God has called us to run, and we look at what's the next level race. Uh, when she she trained at her race, and she would say, you know, what's the elevation? What kind of hills am I going to encounter? What's the face? What's the weather going to be like? What time? Are you uh, what's my body like? How am I? What am I eating? So, for, I think you know some of you train World Vision half to raise funds for World Vision uh, later in June. If you're looking at their race, at the race course, you're going to ahead of time for that particular. So I want you to think about your spiritual race right now. I want you to think about where you're headed in becoming more mature. Don't worry about about how they're maturing or where they're at, I want you to think about 
where is are you in your relationship to Jesus Christ today? Do you have one? Are you thinking about having one? Do you have one, but you really haven't done it? Wow, and you've kind of stagnated. You've become kind of complacent in your faith. What would God ask you to do to get to your next level today? What's your particular And what's the level for you? What are those practices that you might be able to put in place? And the good news is that whatever it is, God will reveal it to you. That's what Paul said. God will reveal to you where you're going to go. Now we're going to pray, and I want to invite you to think about what it is that God's inviting you to, God's asking you to bring into your life. Your next step to grow spiritually, to in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, to put something to death so that you can experience new life in your life today. So let's pray together. God, thank you. In our journey, no matter where we're at in our race, you and your encouragement to us, you're on the sidelines of that race, and you're cheering us on, and you're encouraging us, and you're saying, keep going. God, I can hear you. They say, keep growing. Keep growing. Keep getting more mature in your faith. God, we realize that there are some things today that we need to death that we can some practices that we need to put in place daily, consistently, and train in such a way to become actually more and more. So whatever that looks like for each of us, God, may you reveal it to us, may you show it to us, and may you send your whole our lives to grow closer to you. Pray these things today. Amen.